0: Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yap Chan, and today I have an amazing lady on the show today. She is a celebrity chef and an award-winning cookbook author, and I'm really excited to have her on and share her story with us today on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Katie Chin. Katie, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to the listeners.
1: Hey Sheena, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. As you mentioned, I am a celebrity chef and an award-winning cookbook author. I also have a catering business called Walkstar Catering. I also teach. I've taught hundreds of virtual uh, cooking classes since the pandemic, and I also happen to be the culinary ambassador to the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation. In addition, I'm the Southwest Regional Ambassador for Women's Entrepreneurship Day. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Katie, what's your cultural background? I'm Chinese American. I'm first generation. Thanks for sharing that. And and what would be your favorite self-confidence quote? My favorite self-confidence quote is leap and the net will appear. Oh, I love that. That's the
0: first time I've actually heard that quote. Because sometimes we're so afraid to take that leap, especially as Asian women, we've been told to just like do as you're told, never rock the boat, just stay stay in your lane. And so sometimes taking that leap is very scary for us. But sometimes when we take that leap, we just don't know what's out there and what opportunities we have or the life that we're meant to live. So I really love that quote that you mentioned. And in your own words, how do you define self confidence?
1: In my own words, I define self confidence as trust in yourself and loving yourself. Thanks for sharing that. I know sometimes it's
0: not always easy to trust or love ourselves, right? We tend to be our own biggest enemy sometimes or our biggest judger, but we have to learn to be kinder to ourselves, to love ourselves because if we want love from others, it really does have to start with working on ourselves and figuring out who we are and learning to trust who we are and, you know, having seeing our own worth. So I really love that you mentioned that.
1: And and I also feel like the more you're willing to be vulnerable and expose your vulnerability, that's how you become strong. And to me, that's how you become confident. And that's how you become real to other people. Because I think we're also, especially being Asian American, we're also afraid of you know, projecting this image of perfection. And you know, we never have issues or problems and we can, we'll handle it, we'll take care of it. But nobody... Is perfect and everybody has weaknesses. But I think once we're really willing to expose our weaknesses, that's how we grow.
0: I love that. And I totally agree as well. It's just learning to show up as your authentic self and learning that as human beings, we're going to go through this. So I really love the definition that you had. And Katie, what was your life like before you discovered self confidence?
1: Oh my goodness. I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. My parents immigrated from China at a time where there were very, very few Asians in Minneapolis. So we were the only Asian family for miles and we were the only Chinese family in our high school out of 400 people. So I felt, I grew up feeling very shy, feeling almost embarrassed to be Chinese. I didn't want to stick out. I didn't want anybody to look at me because kids made fun of us, you know? So I was painfully shy. And then later in life, when I went to college, I went to Boston university. I met all these Asian Americans and then Asians from other countries, uh, international students. And I finally felt a sense of pride in my cultural identity. And that's when I found a voice. And once I found my voice, I started feeling more confident in who I was. But then once I moved to LA and I worked in the entertainment industry, I just felt like a complete fish out of water. I mean, I'm from the Midwest. I went to school in Boston. I didn't know anything about Hollywood. And I felt like a lot of Asian Americans will hopefully relate to this, but I, I, I felt like I was like a little girl wearing like an Armani suit with a briefcase, totally in over my head. Like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? And I'd be in these like high pressured meetings and I, I would literally pretend to be Waverly from the Joylet Club. you've seen the Joylet Club, like she's like, you know, she's a hard ass advertising executive, extremely confident. So I would literally pretend to be her. Like I'd go like, what would she, how would she act? what would she say? So I feel like whatever little like tools you have in your toolbox or tricks you have in your bag that help you get through moments like that when you're feeling insecure about your abilities. And then, you know, just like anything else, you know, it's the outliers theory. Like the more you do it, the more you'll become confident. Right. So for me, it's been, it's been quite a journey. And then, you know, more recently, once I became a chef, because then I had to completely pivot and learn how to do other things like go on live television. That's scary. That's like so scary or compete on cooking shows or cook at the White House or whatever. Terrifying. But I feel like going back once again, trusting yourself, loving yourself, being okay with making a mistake or being vulnerable. So, I had to I had to relearn. I mean, not relearn. I had to learn how to do all that stuff as an adult much later in life. So, what's helped me really, I think become confident on that stage? is understanding that everything I'm doing, the purpose I'm fulfilling is to honor my mother's culinary legacy because she was a famous chef and restaurateur who passed away 11 years ago. So when I think about my core values and why I do what I do is to honor her legacy and make my daughter proud, then that gives me all the confidence, confidence in the world.
0: Thanks for sharing that. And I think we all went through that. I know growing up as well, I always felt like being Asian was like a weakness. <laughs> you know, I would never see anybody on TV that looked like me. Like The Joy Luck Club was one of the first Asian movies I saw and I still love till today. And, you know, at one point I wanted to be like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl named Heather because that's what I thought being beautiful was and um, I think we all have that moment where we embrace you know, being Asian and being proud of who we are and what we do. And mine was actually from dying my hair from blonde back to my original color. I just felt more like myself again. And I know you mentioned about your mother and your mother has an amazing entrepreneurial journey. I remember she had a, a restaurant or a catering business or a food business that she basically sold to another company, bought it back and made it into a multimillion dollar business, which I thought was just phenomenal and just like a boss. Especially like in, in your journey, too, you've been in different industries, from entertainment to chef, uh, being a chef. You know what was that aha moment that made you take that leap?
1: I wasn't feeling inspired. I, as you know, a good Asian-American overachiever, I became a senior VP at Fox at age 28, so I became very successful at a very young age. But I wasn't feeling passionate anymore about it. I felt that life is really short. If I didn't act on my dreams now, then when? That's another favorite quote of mine. If now, if not now, then when? So I, my passion for cooking was reignited when my mother had to fly to LA and teach me how to cook again because I had forgotten how to cook. And I also saw an opportunity, you know, to create this mother daughter cultural brand for my mother and I together. But I was just like, you know what? You only have one life to live. If I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? And I do not want to live a life filled with regret. So I think COVID has taught a lot of us, you know, to reprioritize and really look, you know, internally what will really make us happy. So that's what happened. I just woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I I, I have a I have a jerk to my left, my boss; a jerk to my right, my husband, and I quit them both. You're fired. <laughs> but it was so like we were saying like so not Asian to do something that you know hasty. Just like what are you? Do? It looked like I went crazy. It looked like I just woke up one day and like. Went insane, but that was so liberating too, because you find out who your real friends are.
0: No, I love that. I, I know it's not easy to just wake up and say, you know, what? I quit this, or you know, I'm I'm done with this. Especially coming from an Asian family, you know, your parents and siblings and fam- other fam- like extended family members, they'll be like, "What are you doing? You already have a successful job. You have the house, the lot. You have the perfect life. Why are you gonna throw it away to do your own thing?" Because my parents. Basically, did the same thing to me when I decided to quit my job and just wanted to do something, right? With no plan, with no plan B. I just knew that like working at a job wasn't for me. And they were livid, right? They were like, you're already successful, but for me, that wasn't my definition of success, right? And it takes a lot of courage to do that. Not everyone can do that. And especially when you lived all your life fearing the unknown and not learning to embrace the unknown, right? When we can embrace the unknown, there's so many amazing things that can happen. And I'm glad you were able to just make that, like you mentioned, you made that leap. And uh, here you are today, you have an award-winning cookbook, uh, you're doing virtual shows, you're getting all kinds of press, you've even cooked for the White House. What's life been like after your discovery?
1: Oh, it's been a complete roller coaster ride, but I would never trade it in for my old life because I think I inherited the spirit of entrepreneurship from my mother. I love creating new things. I love the excitement of not knowing what's going to happen next. You know, there's pros and cons to every choice you make. Having a steady paycheck and having health insurance and an expense account and flying first class. Like, of course, do I miss those things? Yes. But what I've gained in return is a sense of self-worth, passion, drive, self-confidence much more than before because I had to build all this stuff by myself. And I'm like, I did that. That's cool. And I also just want to set an example for my daughter that she will feel like she has the confidence to pursue her dreams, whatever it is. She doesn't have to be an entrepreneur, but whatever she decides to be.
0: I love that, and I know you have a cooking show with your daughter that you created over the pandemic. It's also been getting a lot of um, great publicity, and I think it's great how so many things happened during the pandemic. I know the pandemic has been such a slap in the face for women, but I also believe now is our time to just go out there and just just go for it, right? Just go for it, whatever it may be, because like. There's no other way to go than up. We've been at the lowest point at, for for every woman right now, and so I think now the pandemic is a great stepping stone for us to just step into our greatness and just do amazing things. And you know, to the woman to the woman who's listening to your episode, she may be in her own journey
1: to self-confidence. What'd be that one tip you'd give to her? Ask for help. You need to ask for help, and I think that also goes against our grain. But you need other women. You need other women particularly if you decide to be an entrepreneur to help you and give you guidance and mentor you. I think finding a mentor is extremely important, not only for networking and who that person can connect you with, but also learn from that person's person's mistakes. They've already been through it. So, you know, and if you happen to be Asian American, I, I would suggest finding an Asian American entrepreneur or, you know, role model if it's a different kind of career you're pursuing. Because you know what? You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone, and you need, you know, it's almost like this idea of a a spotter when you're a gymnast, but like they're figurative, imaginary spotters, and you're on the balance beam, they're there, they're holding you up. And I think if you're Always thinking about the people in your life, they're gonna, you know, prop you up and hold you up and support you. It's gonna, it's gonna really help tremendously. And then shutting out those people, the negative voices, shutting even if they're in your own head, shutting those out. And then the negative people in your life. You know, we all have those people that kind of bring you down and they're just negative, you know, and maybe they're projecting. Cut them loose. Life is too short. Just get rid of them. I love it. I love everything that you mentioned, because I
0: also tell people that to like ask for help, be okay to ask for help, especially in our culture, right? Asking for help is like a sign of weakness, or we feel like we're asking for a handout. But really, as women, when we work together, we can move mountains, we can overcome so many problems, we learn to elevate each other and cheer each other on. And so having support, especially for Asian women is so important, right? Um, Having role models, listening to podcasts like these or reading books, like Asian women who boss up things like that, like, any form of support system can really help each and every person just get to that next level. So I really love that you mentioned that. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do or want to buy your cookbook, is there any links or social media profiles we can
1: connect with? Absolutely. Well, my website is chefkatiechin.com. My handles on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are at chefkatiechin. And then I'm at Katie Chin on LinkedIn. And you can find me on Amazon and my latest cookbook, Katie Chen's Global Family Cookbook just came out last June, filled with 170 globally inspired recipes. And Asian American superstar Jeannie Mai is featured in the book and her mom, the Mama Mai, because I have four cultural celebrations in the book, one being Lunar New Year. So she's featured in that section with her mom and her mom contributed an awesome recipe as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Katie, you can also head on over to the thetelofselfconfidence.com and search for Katie's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I really just want to thank Katie today for taking the time to share her story and journey with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much, Katie.
1: Thank you, Sheena. Thanks for having me.
0: Not a problem. It was such an honor to have you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. You can order your copy of Asian Women Who Boss Up book by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.